good evening. Hello and welcome to, to the uh, weakest link. Yes, as I get to start this one. Sorry, I, I I ruined your hello. Do you start just because you're not starting <laughs> this one, you bastard. Go on. Hello and welcome to the movie review. Today we are talking about Pirates of the... No, it's called The Best and Worst of Pirates of the worst. Caribbean. Don't you... You, yeah. you say, oh, I get to introduce this one. Fuck off. And you say, you say, I get to introduce this one. And then you do exactly the same thing today. We're talking about yeah. this. And then I fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Never so, mind. Go on. The yeah. Best and Worst. We yeah. are talking about the best and worst of the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, of which... There are more worse than there are best, unfortunately. And there's actually four mind. films. Yeah, it's, not it's not a trilogy anymore. It's not a trilogy. Yeah. It's a quadrilogy. Oh, fucking hell. I had to go with you for doing that <laughs> earlier as well, didn't yeah. I? Touché. Look, j- j- oh, snap. Maybe this is why I don't start these very often. <laughs> yeah. um, we just oh, leave you to it, I, usually. I, yeah, I provide entertainment. It's fine. Um, joining me in the studio, I'll get this right in a minute, is Mr. Uh, Sam Brown. Hello. I'm not sure which one to start yes. with. Yes, hello. And... Uh, Mr. Richard Hatton. Hello. Can I be Master Bait for the, uh, yes. for the, per- for the purpose oh, of a joke? I'll, I'll be I'll, Captain Pugwash then. I'll, I'll be not? Roger the Cabin Boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also Anthony Train. Um, How I should do you point, do? I should point out as well, the reason why we haven't done one of these in a while is, one, uh, we haven't got together in a while. No. Uh, I mean that in a podcast. <laughs> in, actually, in both senses, we, we haven't. No. And in the other sense, in that um, I've just upgraded to a Mac. Yes. And uh, this is the first time we've uh, we've done this on the Mac. So. Is it? Yeah. I thought we did the others. First on the Mac. movie review, I think. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh God, no! Yeah, we did. No, we did the sixty-second game. Yeah. Yes. First movie review on uh, the Mac. This will also be the first one that with, you've introduced with, and yes, screwed up, and <laughs> and with my new theme on it as well. Yeah. This is true. You'll have noticed that at the start. Of yes. The then it's gone at from the top of the show as it's gone from a sleeky jazzy theme to massive, yeah. <laughs> huge orchestra. Um, yes. Let's begin. And no. it's all 100% original. So. Yes. Uh, no. Nope. Oh, oh, dear. Voicing so, his opinion um, in the corner. <laughs> so, yeah, rather than the auto music yeah, masterpiece. Uh, it's, it's actually written by uh, by Ant. Woo! Sorry, sorry, Roger. I Roger. Roger. <laughs> yes. Might, might as well keep up the pretense. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, what, let's begin. What are we talking about? Pirates of the Caribbean, best <laughs> and worst. We might as well do what we did Star Wars, worst to best. Yeah. Number four. Eh, um, <laughs> which we, we didn't actually decide on an order, did we? No. I think we said. I, I, I think a, a short. I, I think whatever you you say, I will agree with. Oh, okay then. So, um, Number four at World's End, definitely. quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With its bloated, horrid storyline. That... Is that the third one? Yes. Right. Yeah. I've just made no sense. For, for, for Hatton's sake, it may be worth numbering them, and possibly for my own. Yes, okay. I, I know them by... it's the third film. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> that blood. blood dribbles out of his ear. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about Yeah, first. okay, yeah. So, it... do, do you think for the next one of these we should do, um, I should probably do like a, a chart countdown type thing, or use the Thunderbirds music and do this. Yeah. Oh, for, for the whole possible hour and a half. Yeah. People will be sick of it by the end yeah. of it. They'll turn off after like number one. <laughs> yes. If they haven't turned off already. Yes. After and listening to me go, I do. <laughs> yes. You listen to the music at the start and go, yeah, it's all right, switch it <laughs> off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello! Off. <laughs> no, his voice irritates me. No, it fucks me off. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Num- num- the yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. We haven't finished this bit yet. So we haven't, technically we haven't started this. No, bit. we haven't actually. No. At World's End, number three, and, and, number, and number four. It's number three. Number three of, of the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> quadrilogy. This is, this is what happens when you don't plan it. This is no, gonna be, I know. This We're going to end. Go in dry. Go in dry. That's what yeah. I say. You never know what might happen at the end. Uh, oh. oh. 
yes. Anyway, yeah, it was on. very bloated. It yes, didn't make it much sense. What I actually went to the cinema. I didn't see the first one at the cinema. I saw two and three. Um, number three, uh, they were trying to pull too many story threads together, mm. and I think that it suffered from that respect. So make it is it Calypso? Yeah. Uh, trying to sort of link her with Davy Jones. And yeah. She had crabs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, Generally speaking, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley just generally. Modern. Burp. Yeah, their Modern. acting was. Yeah. Do you know what makes me laugh? It's the same with, with Hayden Christensen. In their Lego forms, they are out acted by pretend plastic figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not even pretend plastic figures, they're computer games. Computer plastic figures. Yeah. Plastic In fact, figures. the little Lego figures probably out act them. Yeah. By a long shot. But it just. I was pissed off that they didn't bring the Kraken back in this one. Well, yeah, and they just suddenly went. Yeah, we it's made dead. you. We made you kill it. Not gonna. I'd have liked it if they'd shown it. Yeah, David yeah, Jones no. actually yeah, killing. But how it. would you show it? Uh, Bill, got, Bill Nye like, snorting at it. Bill, yeah, and they've got industrial light and magic, so they can do anything as long as they've got them on board. If they can de-transformers and make them look good, then exactly. they can do anything. Uh, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, make, make them look good anyway. They make them look uh, good. Necessarily not a good film, but they look impressive. Uh, no, I can't tell the difference between the Decepticons and the Autobots. No, but, but, no I mean as an animation As an animation thing, they look good. Okay. I'm not they, saying that yeah. the character designs themselves. That, this is for another podcast yes. altogether. When, <laughs> when Transformers when, when, when the trilogy is... Yeah. Tri- I'll put, put my ball finger down now. <laughs> when the trilogy is done, oh, um, then we'll talk about that in more detail. But yes. The animation, yes. The designs, not a chance. No. But anyway... Yes. Pirates, yes, <laughs> the Caribbean. Hell. We'll get there. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they also. I didn't like the fact as well. They made Davy Jones a pussy. Yeah, right up until the end, and unfortunately, it was, was too little, too late because they were battling in a maelstrom, which is a shit idea. Because yeah. it cannot be done. How do you know? Don't forget, this is in the the realm of where magic and stuff happens. Yeah, this is in know, the realm of even, Disney. Even so, there's still a little bit of realism. That Isn't must her? be kept. Yes, <laughs> really, really. So yeah. from, from the first film where they've got cursed treasure, which turns everyone undead, that's not unrealistic. No, but they still had realism. They was in like the ships move realistically and whatever, and went across the sea as if it was real. Mm. So like they they weren't going and taking off. But the Dutchman can fix. Yeah, yeah, shush. No, I'm just trying to. I'm keeping I'm my pro- point. Okay, in. I'm just providing a balanced <laughs> point of your argument for You're the sake just of being it. a bastard. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if you're going to call me that, I won't. I won't. He's, he's, he's going to do his. He's going to do what his thumbsville thing and just sit there now. Sit there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a pocket watch? I have not. No. The, the image is, is gone. Yeah. The image is gone. I'm just providing an alternative point of view okay. yeah. for those who possibly disagree with your vantage point. I'm, I'm, you know, supporting them, our yeah. listeners. Yeah. So they're not sat uh, there many, shouting. many listeners. Yeah. They're not sat there <laughs> shouting at the computer. Going, no, no, wrong. No, these are wrong bastards. <laughs> no. Anthony Tremaine, you are wrong. You are. Well, they're probably I'm heard... there providing the voice of reason for yes. their side. They, they probably heard my, me starting the podcast and went off. Yeah, ch- dislike. <laughs> wrong. He is wrong. <laughs> dislike. D- wrong. One comment saying you shit or whatever. <laughs> um, thumbs down. Yes, it was just it just didn't make any sense. I mean, you too can, many um, too many plot threads. I, 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 threads that's the too many crisscrosses. Yeah, uh, when, betrayal and yeah. whatnot. When we last watched it, I think the problem as well it was too long a film. Yeah, was it what two and a half hours? Well, to be hours. honest though, I mean, one was two and a half hours, and you yeah, didn't but that, really that, notice that, that was a condensed story. That yeah, was, uh, I that wasn't str- padded out over two 
additional films. Mm, that, was, that was intended as a, a single film. I think it almost seems, because I mean, it says a lot, you can sort of tell that they were writing it as they were shooting them, the, sec- the last two. Yeah. Because if they'd have had enough time to write one, uh, three, two and three, that's the yeah. one. Properly. Yeah, then they probably could have evenly spaced out the story between... They like, could have had like elements... Like the Future Parts 2 and 3. Exactly. They could have had elements the of... The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. The they, Hobbit, I assume. They were books, but yeah. Yeah, but you, you know what oh, I mean. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. They, yeah. they, they had them planned out in advance. Yeah, evenly spaced, whereas it's like... Like, it just... They could have had elements of At World's End quite happily in Dead Man's Chest, and they yeah. it would have... Space them out. Whereas it was, so, no, I didn't think Dead Man's Chest was too bad a film, but we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that when we. Well, get yeah, to the list, well, I agree with you. Yeah, but yeah it was uh, comparatively speaking, I mean, God, I, think, gotcha. <laughs> I think the problem with At World's End, it came after a really good first film, a moderately good second film with all the set pieces, and then you get number three, which is just story, plot, plot devices, plot, yeah, and plot just... twists, cross. Uh, Cross swords, should we say? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom. Yeah, that just says it all, really, doesn't it? I mean, uh, no, I think they were just thrown in for eye candy for everyone. Can I just point this out? I've just thought of it weirdly for no apparent reason. At the end of the third film, post credits. Yeah. It's meant to be ten years later. Kira Knightley hasn't aged. Yeah. Well. They didn't think of her as maybe looking a little more saggy. Maybe they ran out of time. Do you know, I don't think I've seen the post-credits for At World's End. Really? Yeah. It is literally just, it comes up ten years later, there's a little kid. I can't kid, quite the, work out if it's a boy or a girl. Kid. It's a boy, because I think he's played by the same actor who gets killed at the beginning. Oh, the one who, yeah, that, was, that was a little bit morbid, that was. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yes, he, he, he runs off and you see Keira Knightley smiling, smiling behind her. They stand on a, on a cliff edge over the overlooking the sea right. and you see a, a green <laughs> in the distance and uh, Orlando Sig- Bloom signifying Orlando Bloom yes has arrived uh, on the Dutchman right. and that was it just to say that he did come back ten years later and he go <laughs> fuck you I'm off to have a haul aha right okay but uh, yes why didn't you not take her on, on the ship with him I presume because she's to not amphibious that. and couldn't go under the water whereas he could now so what Orlando could have done is kill her and then go, do you want to be part of my crew? Oh, God, no, yeah, he could have done. Yeah, because yeah, that would have been very... I think the, the key thing is, Orlando Bloom's dad is Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Who uh, crops and up in Thor. Ah. Uh, oh. he's, he's also very Cretaceous in this film. Yes. A lot more so than when he was in uh, Dead Man's Chess. Uh, you could yeah. say he was equally as um, Cretaceous in... Uh, you did say Cretaceous. I did. Yeah, that's right then, I'm not getting confused. I, I heard have, Cretaceous. Actually, I think it may have been Crustaceous. Crustaceous. Crustaceous, yeah. Cretaceous is a Cretaceous of the dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yeah. That was when they died. <laughs> that's, that's what confused me, I thought. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he was equally as Cretaceous in the Exorcist prequels, ah. but for different reasons. Yes, he also was in Mamma Mia as well. Yeah. He's not a very good singer, because his accent is horrendous. Well, he is, like... Swedish or yeah. Norwegian or it something. was like I can't tell if you're supposed to be putting on an American accent or uh, or I don't know what's going on although that's funny, a bad impersonation of him yeah. that sounds like Christopher Lambert <laughs> 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 oh, I don't think the best part of that film was and it has to be heard by everyone is Pierce Brosnan singing it is abysmal <laughs> it's so funny it's brilliant that, sorry, oh. what does that have to do with pirates no I don't, we just mentioned <laughs> Mamma Mia and I thought yeah. I'd throw it out there, so, are yes. we all done on Pirates 3 uh, apart from the bit at the beginning that was like, oh, it's people being hung. Oh, it's a child. Oh, that just goes to show uh, how evil uh, 
Cutler was. Cutler Beckett. Yeah. Yes. Evil with a little pinky. Yes. No, he was so evil he didn't need the pinky. No. He just each other. He just had three fingers and a thumb. He had a small man complex. Yeah. Did he have a huge ship? Uh, I think he probably compromising had... for something else. Yeah, I think he had. Yeah, but he was a small person yeah. Yeah. or smallish compared yeah. to everyone else. He wasn't a little person, no. which is the uh, approved term for midget. Yes, or dwarf. No, Can't I say that I think anymore. Dwarf has its. its, it's, it's it depends who you no. speak to if it's offensive or not. Yeah. you can't call a dwarf a midget and vice versa. I assume. Yeah. Yes. How do you tell the difference? Who knows? There, there's going to be some. There'll be inches in it. Write, it. write in and let us know. Yeah, <laughs> if you do know the difference. Oh come on, keep up with the with with the. Guys. I was making a point on the fact that there's you know, can't tell. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be some reason, but yeah. For the everyman, the layman, maybe not yeah. so much. Also, speaking of Cutler Beckett as well, just remembered yeah. his death was shit. I didn't like it. He's like, oh, I'm going to walk down the ship in slow motion while it's exploding, mere meters behind me. Yeah, but that's that's dramatic effect. It was shit. It was god awful. The only good thing about it was when it finished. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and Hans Zimmer, that yeah. was it. But that's later. Like oh, that was something I forgot to mention at the beginning. I'm doing yeah. the soundtracks as well. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't start these anymore. No. <laughs> let's let's go back to the tried and tested formula. Yes. Or uh, hopefully you'll ye- learn your lesson for the next one. Or, Maybe. Uh, or yearn your lesson. No, who knows? Yeah. Shall, shall we move on? Yes, yes. move on. Number three! three! Dead Man's Chest was... Okay. Is that the one with yeah. the, um, number two. The, the water wheel font? Yes. Yeah. Which was actually quite well choreographed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was still a bit of a silly idea. But I, I, it's a silly idea, but the whole point of the Pirates films are yeah, big, dumb, silly. Yeah. silly. Yeah, I suppose, yes, but silly and OTT. It's, it's yeah. almost like Indiana Jones in the Pirate. Yeah, in the yeah, Pirates world, but, yeah, century, but with yeah. an extra layer of silliness, because yeah. Indy does have his own... Um, it's sort of more of a dry sense of humour in it. Yeah, really. he has his own respectability. Yeah, whereas, whereas Pirates, it's it's uh, supposed yeah. to reflect uh, Johnny Depp's uh, Captain Jack. Yeah, and only one of his sequels was shit yeah. in comparison to Pirates where two of them were. Well, yeah. I know one well, of them was. Right. Um, so I, yeah. I, I quite liked it from the fact that they, they, they were sort of kind of pushing the story along. One thing we missed out, I think, from number three was Jonathan Price dying, I think. Oh, yeah. Is that number three? It is. Uh, and he's on, you know, where all the the sailors oh, are going by the boats. God, yeah, that was that was. That was just like mm. that's been like, oh, that is this supposed to be emotional? Because yeah, I'm no. really not welling up at all at this. Just, I can well, feel I where Jonathan the... Price is coming from, but no, it just it. didn't help the fact that he looked a little bit. <laughs> it was just a look on his face when he was in the boats, going, oh, "Hello, Elizabeth." Yeah, yeah, he was there too. That's the point, though. Though. I suppose. But it was it just looked a little bit silly, and then Kieran Knightley's face just just well, she spends the whole trilogy looking a bit silly. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, back, back to number two. Yes, I, I quite liked the introduction of Davy Jones. Yeah, that was, that good. was good. Uh, he ninety nine souls payment. Even um, though he wasn't in it, he wasn't in it for like the first hour. Though, no, no, it was like he, he, it, was, it was a nice builder. Yeah, that's the thing. That um, was the, the, the Pirates two in comparison to At World's End was not. It, it was. Well enough paced. Yeah, I think in comparison. I think what they, they the problem was from number three. I mean, we have said it before. Uh, was trying to cram too much in. Mm. That was the thing. I mean, they, they weren't trying to do that in number two. They were just trying to go, 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 trying to go Goof. from uh, set piece to set piece. Whilst pushing the the very rough story along, yeah. you know, Dave Jones's heart and stuff. Well, no, no, the story was there. I mean, it wasn't like 
they had too many stories. I mean, there was still the typical Jack Sparrow's. I don't know what side he's on anymore. By the yeah. end of it, he's like, I don't know if he's doing this for himself. If he's doing it's a receipt. Some, carry some, on. I was going to say some crunching underneath me. Uh, I don't know if he's doing it for himself. If he's doing it for Davy Jones. If he's doing it for Beckett. If he's doing it for Will Elizabeth. Yeah. I don't know where the friggin' hell this is going. But apart from I that, did, to be honest, one thing I did. Uh, yeah, don't lean on them too much. <laughs> I, I, I was fiddling with the button. Broken the chair. Uh, one thing I did like character-wise, I mean, Johnny Depp obviously is doing his, his usual shtick, uh, and he doesn't really have any purpose other than just to be a bit amusing and just go from A to B. Yeah. Uh, but Jack Davenport's character, uh, he was the love interest of Kira Knightley. Yes. I can't remember his name. But oh, he, had oh, a good, oh, he actually had a decent on. story arc. Uh, he was the bad guy from the first film, wasn't he? And then oh, he was no, his name. Fuck it, what was his name? But anyway, he, he had a nice uh, nice story arc on, on that, and I, I quite liked it from that side of it. But everyone else around him was sort of like just going along with the flow, whereas he, mm. he actually had motive, he had you know reasons, and from that side of it, at least, it, it worked. Yeah, I mean, he went, he went, like, I like the fact that they brought him back, but he'd lost his career and everything. Yeah, and he was all, yeah, he was like that's he wasn't, where it's coming from. You know, he, he has actually got motive to, yeah, to be there. He wasn't just he back for the shitter of it. What was yeah. his fucking name? Norrington. That's the bastard. Yeah, Norrington. Yeah. Was it Charles Amador. Norrington? I don't know. Amador, it just says Norrington. Norrington. Oh, I'm, I'm, I think it's him. I think his name was Charles. I can't remember. But it was um, hello, hello, Charles. But I like the Dutchman. Yeah, the Dutchman was it, and the fact that he had. The Kraken in it as well. It was a nice mixture of mythology all thrown in and going, oh, it would bring Davy Jones. Let's bring the Kraken in as well. Oh, let's have him commanding the Kraken. It was just, and the way they did it as well, I think the one bit where, um, I think it's the first time you see the Kraken properly attack yeah. uh, that ship that uh, Turner's on. And when the two tentacles come down and smack the ship in half, they actually most of that was done because they got these two massive fuck off pipes and just went straight down the middle of one of their barges and yeah. just blew the fuck out of it and added a bit <laughs> of CGI water and obviously the two tentacles in and that was it the rest of it was actually done which I thought was quite a novelty I think they destroyed the camera doing that as well because yeah. they put one on the ship when it was coming down I went oops oh, we're not getting that one back again but at least it wasn't like Christopher Nolan they didn't destroy an IMAX camera which are very expensive, I yeah. would imagine. Well, quite, um, quite liked the uh, the Cannibal Island as well. That had its moments. Oh yeah, that was I wasn't quite... keen on that. I, yeah. I liked the the set piece where they're all in the, the bone cages. No, didn't do it for me. No. Sorry, that bit was. I liked the bit more with with Jack in that bit than I did the others. Yeah, oh, oh, it's, it's sort of more around him as is often the case. Yeah, but, um, from I, I just think it's one big. Set piece after set piece. It was really. I mean, I think they just sort of went. Well, Pirate Curse of the Black Pearl did well as a blockbuster. <coughs> Let's see if we can get another summer summer blockbuster out of this one, but make it more like a blockbuster blockbuster than uh, an actual pirates film, which is what the first one felt more like was. Yeah. An actual, you know, this is just a mindless, funny, brilliant pirate film. But the second one was like, let's try and. Try the same formula again, but a little bit cheaper. Yeah. And it didn't really do much for me. But it was the better. If I had to choose between At World's End and Dead Man's Chest, it would be Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, a, it is the best film. By a long shot. Also, the pioneering use of CG. Yes. David turn, turning Bill Nye into a, a squid. And every yeah. and subsequent others. It was. I, I think the only one they didn't do it on was... Dylan uh, Skarsgård. Yeah, Bootstrap. They didn't do it on him. Don't know why. Perhaps he didn't want it. Because they could put his... Um, they could do prosthetic. Yeah, yes, it's true. They could is, that the, is that the word of the uh, the podcast? I think so. Crustaceous. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it does work rather well. Works rather well with the Seath meme as well. As they're all on the sea. Pirates. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> she just looked at me completely blank then and said, yes, well done. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Well, and crustaceans are also like starfish and stuff. Yes, this is true. Which is what most of the crew is made of. Yes. True. Apparently Tim Burton con- contributed some conceptual designs of the crew of the Flying Dutchman. Did he really? Apparently oh, so. I didn't know that. There you go. I couldn't tell you which ones because they all look very unlike Tim Burton stuff. Probably did the, the eel man. Yeah, and the funny eel head. Well, whatever he did, he, yeah. he did some designs. I don't know if they made it into the final film. Or he not. was eel yeah. good. Yes, he was. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Took me a while to cotton on to that then. <laughs> I also think as well, the one another bit I didn't like concerning David Jones's crew is when that one chap, as he said, knocked off. And he's like, oh, come over here. And he just turned it into his, oh, this is childish comedy now. That's, it just, that spoilt it a little bit for me, that bit. But I mean, most, I mean, they had the, the sword fights are very well done. I'll give them that. I mean, but apparently that little beach they went on to as well, um, they could only film for like four or five hours a day before the tide came back in and completely consumed the island. So they had to like get everything done as quick as possible which I think is probably, I think they probably shot most of the stuff on those islands yeah. in a day, I think. But And there was another thing as well. They had the confusing love story was, did Elizabeth Swan love Jack Sparrow or not? Because that sort of disappeared in the third film. And it sort of like, it looked like it was building up to a love triangle in the yeah. Dead Man's Chest and it disappeared after that. So I don't know. But either way, it, it, it's the better of the two. I think by a long shot. But... Still not great. No, no still could not. Could be amazing. better, could be worse. Yeah, but the Dutchman was good. That yeah. was good. On to number two. Number two. Which is film number four. Yes. yes. On Stranger Times. I've not seen this, so I'll just uh, I'll sit here quietly. Back out of this one, yeah. It was it was good. Mm, I it, liked it. It was more back to base. Don't listen to the I don't see why well, the critics Well, it's, it's are... got 7 out of 10 on IMDb, so. Oh, there you go, that's alright then. But I mean, most critics are slaughtering it because I think they've gone in. Expecting at world's end again, yeah, they're not giving like, it a chance. What I like about it is it's a it's a condensed story in one film, much like the first one. Yeah, there's no um, obvious setup for a sequel. No, hopefully, well, they probably will. They probably will do another two, <laughs> but more than likely, if this one makes money, then they'll they'll do more. Which obviously. is almost guaranteed. Apparently, the script for number five is already finished. Or the first draft of number five. Oh, well, there you go then. That says so, it. Well, at least it's just number five and not five and six. Yeah. They're at doing the them one at a time. <laughs> wow. I mean, if they've got well, any... I thought that the problem, the only concern I've got is that they're going to run the formula completely dry and the characters are going to become stale. And people will just... I mean, people already have started to think that Jack Sparrow's annoying. Mm. People have started going, yeah, we got the Captain gag in the first film. 
we really don't want it anymore. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't even overuse it. No, um, a couple of times. Well, yeah, I think it was only twice, wasn't it? I think. That's what a couple of times. Yeah, I know. I was just trying to think. Oh no, I think he only used it at the beginning. Mm. Actually, when he was talking to the uh, very, very overly fat King of England. Played by Pie in the Sky. Yes. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Uh, no, I, I only know him as Pie in the Sky as well. <laughs> I can't think of Richard his name. Richard Dreyfus? No, that's not him. That's no. Else. I Pine don't know. Richard Griffiths. Could be. Richard Griffiths. Oh, yeah. there you go, yeah. He's also um, Harry Potter's uncle. Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. In the films, obviously. Duh. Not in real life. No. <laughs> yeah, it's Richard Griffiths. Ah, uh, but he, he... There were some nice little cameos in there, though. Dame Judy Dinch. Yes. In there for about five seconds. <laughs> With a corset on. Yes. Oh, is that it? Oh, my earring. And then she that. was gone. I didn't get that. Why did he steal her earring and uh, swallow it? Uh, I don't think he swallowed it. I think he just had it in his mouth to steal it because he's a pirate. Ah, okay. For gold, possibly. I don't know. But some people are actually calling that the most pointless cameo in history. Like, why not have her in there if you can afford her? Shove her in. You know. But I, I think critics have been far too harsh to it. I, I like the, the character of um, Blackbeard. No, his daughter. Oh, Renee. Angelica. Angelica. Penelope Cruz does a good job in it. Ooh. Yeah, she looks extremely nice in a pirate outfit. I'm, I actually fallen in and love. She's with pregnant from all the film. Yes. Oh yes, she was. Yeah, because they didn't. They use her sister for the long shots. Yeah, of like full body, yeah. and then they had a close up, close up, waist upwards. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was good. I also mm. like the implementation of the mermaids and how they're not. Completely innocent. Yeah, that was that, that was that, uh, was that was a nice touch. That, that and was very good indeed. I also liked it when they took a little bit of a spoiler here. When they took them, they captured the mermaid and took her onto the land. And when her coffin broke, yeah, and she came onto the land. She came and got contact. I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah, I'm, entered I'm onto the land. Clean. Uh, just for a change. Yeah. <laughs> um, that she actually turned into like legs, and she didn't have a tail. And she could walk. <laughs> no body, just a pair of legs. <laughs> a waist and a pair of legs. went away and her, she had legs. She developed yeah, legs. And yeah. her, her breasticles became exposed, so she had to cover her modesty. Yeah. Which was a shame, because the bird who played her was extremely pretty. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they could have gone down the Will and, and Elizabeth road with the past, I can't remember his name, the missionary, I'm going to call him. Was it his name Tom or something? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it might have been. And they could have been, I thought they were going to go down that yeah. road, but they didn't. No, it, was, it was nicely played out, that, mm. that bit. Um, Even if you got a bit of a scratch at the end and then buggered off, <laughs> left them all to it. Yeah, but yeah. I think that was like to show that she cared for him mm. a little bit, because obviously he showed reciprocal feelings. Compassion. Yes. Even if he did stab her in the tail, but there you go. <laughs> Hey-ho. But, um, I mean, there was... There was um, Blackbeard was a good villain. He was alright. I thought he was... I thought he was... Ian McShane, yeah, so... It's Lovejoy. He was slightly underused. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he didn't... He did a, a bit of a Davy Jones, didn't he? He didn't turn up till like, the first hour. Yeah. And, um... But he, he showed himself to be a ruthless bastard. Mm. Which I think was cool. Mm. Well, that fits in with Ian McShane's current batch of characters that he plays. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> He's no longer a, an antique-dealing rogue. On, on the Isle of Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's a pirate instead. With flamethrowers on his ship. Yeah. Quite, actually, I think some of the critics have said that was underused. But then they would say the same oppositely if it was used too much. Exactly, you can't lose them, can you? No. So, like I said, they've gone in very closed mind. They haven't given it a chance. They've gone, 
it's going to be at World's End again, and just automatically gone and gone in and not enjoyed it because they're expecting the third one again. Yeah. I went in going, okay, I've read a bad review for it. Let's see what comes of it. I mean, I read the review for At World's End and Dead Man's Chest before I watched them, and I still thought, oh, fuck it, I'll give them a chance and see what happens. I'd agree with Empire's 3 out of 10 for Dead Man's Chest, and I don't agree with them giving 3 to At World's End. I'd have given it 2, but there again, they gave on Stranger Tides 2, and I'd have given that a 4, yeah. to be honest. <clears> but there you go. Yeah, on... as I said, it's, it's a more condensed plot. Mm. Things are tied up better than how they were. Is there actually a resolution? Yes. Mm. So that, that's right then. That's it, fine. It doesn't feel like they were setting it up. It just felt like it was going, here's another film for you, for your enjoyment. It didn't feel like going, here's a here's a film, but brace yourself, there's another one on the way. Yeah. You know? I think they could conceivably do another one. Um, yeah. The, uh, this is a massive spoiler, so don't listen if you haven't seen it. Are you that bothered? No, not really. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> one of the, is it David Jones? Not David Jones. Blackbeard. He has a voodoo doll of Jack, um, mm. and he's got some zombie types that you can see into the future or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they throw this voodoo doll off a cliff Into to see water. if he'll survive or not. And Which was quite out, funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns out he does. Um, but then this doll disappears, and at the end, after he's marooned Penelope Cruz on the island, the the island, the, the island, island was very from, marooned from, on. He was yeah from number one. Um, the the little doll washes up again. So and she, she she has control of him. She she gives a a sinister she, smile. She gives a knowing the horizon yeah. look. Yeah, and then the film ends. Yeah. But you have to wait until the end of the credits. Yeah, you have to sit for the credits. Because I knew there'd be some at the end. Yeah, and always. I watched all these people getting up. I was like, you're not getting your money's worth because you're missing an extra half a minute of the film. Like, right what? at the very end. Uh, yeah. woman in the cinema said, we're <laughs> yeah. one of only six people who've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she sounded a bit more demented when she shouted it bad, didn't she? One of six people who've seen that. Oh my I think she, was, God, she, she's she, a bit she, she got a bit too into the characters. A, a little bit too excited, yeah. to say the least. I mean, I enjoyed it, but not that much. <laughs> but I mean, I also like the fact that the, the Spanish were in there as well. Yeah, they weren't overused. They were no, more of, um, they were sort of in the background. Sinister, not a sinister, but like a, a background enemy that you knew were there. Yeah, but, but you, you didn't quite know what their motives were until no. the very end when they come in. Spoilers what? again, yeah. uh, and destroy the fountain of youth for it being ungodlike. Yeah, uh, because obviously they're rampant. Yeah, Roman Catholics. So. Yeah. One thing I'm uh, and ergo homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> one plot point. One plot point I wasn't too keen on uh, from the third film or second and third film was the fact that you know uh, if you had this uh, the East India. Trading company. Trading company, sort of basically saying, oh, piracy's coming, you know, the days of piracy are coming to an end, blah, blah, blah. Which doesn't really leave you much room for story unless you just ignore that completely. Mm. I think they which sort of... appears to be the case. Well, I don't know if they really ignored it. I think because when Cutler Beckett was killed, I've, I've actually looked into... So there is some expanded stuff somewhere. I've actually looked into it. Expanded universe. Yeah, it is quite good, actually. What the fuck is it going on here? You're trying um, to sit weirdly. I'm trying. Chair. I'm trying to sit like that, but my other legs already curled up that way, so I'm sort of like sat. So tell me, sat really weirdly like this, <laughs> like I've got an amputated leg. Um, no offence to anyone who has had their leg amputated. It's not your fault. And if you have, please sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a nice thing to say. Have a chair. Yes. Yeah, sure. have, have, have a fur. Have a fur. Um, what the. F- what was I going to say? Expanded universe. Thank Expanded you. Universe, yeah. Yeah. I think when Cutler Beckett was bunked off in the shittest manner possible, yeah. 
I think the East India Trading Company just sort of went diminished after that, yeah, because he was sort of the head of it. And when well, not saying died. specifically them, uh, but it seemed to be that they're just saying piracy generally, not because of the uh, East India Trading Company, but just generally piracy was on the the downturn. Well, there isn't as many as the like when you saw the first film, it was just pretty much just pirate ships everywhere, wasn't yeah. it? Whereas in the second and third film, it was sort of like condensed a bit, and then well, mind you, the third film was fucking thousands of them of which I've never quite got that going back again <laughs> this podcast keeps going back to that world's end quite a bit yeah that there was all those ships all lined up they lined it up as if there was going to be a fucking epic sea battle and instead uh, no, they just made it really shit by sending the Dutchman and the Perlin into a maelstrom and that was it yeah. what do the others do just sort of sitting there going I've got fucking ten bob on the dead, the dead man's ship it just seemed fucking pointless. But there you Depends go. how wide the maelstrom was, because if they couldn't engage across the big um, whirlpool, then what would they do? What, what could they do? Sit there. As you, well, well, I mean, they didn't necessarily have to map a maelstrom in the story. They could have just gone a, a bit sea of a battle. Bit, bit of a storm and a sea battle and just fuck them at each other. But no, I'm, I'm just pointing across an alternative point of view. Uh, again, I'm not sure I'm going to see it from a, another angle. No, this is true. No, because we're not we're not really we're not really given no. a sense of scale as to how big this maelstrom is. I think it was reasonably big because the the scale of the ship. Or, or they could then, have tried it and just gone home. Yeah, yeah, just could have. Yeah. Stuff that. No, I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, it, it must have been quite wide because the. The ships are quite tall, obviously, and they're sort of connected in the middle at one point, didn't they? So they must be quite... It must have been quite vast. And they were quite... Quite, quite vast. Quite vast. I mean, they were quite a distance away from each other mm-hmm. as well, to begin with, so it, it was probably a, a well, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying... Yeah, yeah. no, it is true. Uh, yeah. from, from that point of view, there'd be no point engaging. No, this is true. That's probably why they only sent the one ship in. Yeah. And went, oh, hello. Oh, that was another thing as well about oh. three. That was shit. The, 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 the sail being used as a parachute... We're meant to be talking about. I know, before. but it keeps. I keep thinking shit things. Do you have anything else to say about number four? Uh, yes, but I just keep going back to number three. Yeah, go back to number four. Yeah, let's fuck off that. number three. Um, People will get bored. Yeah, well, they probably already have. Um, <laughs> listening to me, anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it it just felt better. It was on the line of number one, and I like the fact that they brought in. Um, um, oh, you know, Barbosa. Yeah. But has he got peg legs in this one? He's yes. got a peg leg. Full of gin. Yeah, right. Or, uh, probably rum in <laughs> it, yeah. Didn't, I'm sure I saw trailers where he had two peg legs. Yeah, there was one, but uh, I think they might have just put that in for... <gasps> yeah, and then, shock value. Yeah. Right, okay. It's I'm like the shot in Predator's trailer where he had thousands of Predator rounds and then the film he has one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, because that looks silly having two peg legs. Yeah, I, that was a bit, I was a bit worried about that, but yeah. he has only got the one, luckily. That's all right, then. But, and he has an ulterior motive. Yes, he's not just... Doesn't he always? <coughs> but uh, he, he was well put in as well. They yeah. didn't like bastardise his character by doing that. Although my, my dad made me laugh because he brought <coughs> up a point of, well, if he's back, how can he go out in the daylight? But it's because he was resurrected by... Before she was called Calypso. I think, was it Tia, Tia Dharma? Dharma, I think. Oh, some of that. He was resurrected anyway. Yeah, he was resurrected. The show, he probably had the curse lifted from him. Yeah, when he was resurrected anyway. It was. Don't tell me I'm wrong. No, no, no. I'm I'm not wrong. But I'm a big. I know, but the monkey talks. I don't know. I I don't quite know how that bit worked actually with the monkey. Still Ah, being. Doesn't matter. Gloss over it. T virus. Yeah, that was another thing that made me laugh as well. 
I saw the. Is this I'm number not, three again? No, this is number four. <laughs> the um, the the ship. Well, what was what was? Was it like Queen Queen, uh, Queen Anne's Revenge? Yeah, that's the one. It was essentially. That's that a film in itself, that. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> Queen Anne's Revenge. Like, why? Why? It, it's an actual yeah. ship. Apparently, yeah. I found bits from it. Really? Yep. Oh, there you go. Found the uh, found his anchor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped his anchor. Uh, um, the, the, to your point. The, the, um, he was like, oh, why, why isn't the Black Pearl in it? Oh, there it is. Oh, no, it's the Queen Anne. They just added bits to the barge. Yeah. It was obviously the Black Pearl's set, but they just, because the Black Pearl wasn't in this film, apart from it was in a little jar, yeah. which now makes sense why the mini kits in Lego Pirates of the Caribbean are little ships and jars. Yeah, I, I never thought, I didn't realise. Like, yeah, is I'm number four up. in the Lego Pirates game? Yes. Yes, which is good. So they've done all four they, of them. Which is oh, why so. I, I played... The game got to like towards the end of At World's End and then stopped playing it for three yeah. days. Going, the film doesn't come out for another three days. I don't want to spoil it for myself, so I just stopped playing it. There is that problem. Yeah, but it, it's it, it was really good. I mean, it had some very clever um, action sequences in it with yeah. Jack. Like the, the the bit at the beginning where he sort of throws a chair out the window. You expect him to jump out the window, but instead he makes a guard trip out the window, which uh, he ties a rope around his something as he goes out. He then grabs onto the rope, elevates him into the air, and he does all this acrobatic shit across a right. um, chandelier, and then gets a bun at the end of it that he threw up there anyway. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, that's not all. It, does, it didn't play up to the usual... Tropes. Yeah, the usual cliche of, oh, he's going to yeah. chuck the chair out the window. And he, like, you could see him setting it up as he was talking. Uh, it, was, it was just very clever. And there was a bit with the palm trees as well, wasn't there? Where he like, fucked himself into the camp, I think. Mm. That. I can't remember. He did some up with a palm tree, didn't he? Yeah, it? I don't think he threw himself, though. I think it was a decoy. It was all a ploy. I can't remember. Um, oh, no, no, he did throw himself, but I can't remember if it was <laughs> straight into the camp of the Spanish because he was after the, the chalices, wasn't he? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but no, it was it was very well put together and it was very nice set pieces and yeah, there, there wasn't too much overused. And uh, spoilers, Barbosa does go back to piracy even. <clears throat> it, it, it was a bit obvious he was going to, but he does. He takes the Queen Anne's revenge, doesn't he, of his ship? Yes, he does. Because yeah. uh, <clears throat> the guy with the chops takes all the, the ships in the bottle from Blackbeard after he's killed. Oh, uh, Gibbs. Yes. And then uh, they, he only wants... Why not, why not have an armada? Yeah, <laughs> and he just produces a sack of the uh, the glasses. <laughs> and then they, they dis- <clears throat> walk off into the distance trying to work out how to get the pearl out of the, uh, the bottle. And that's the end of a... Perfectly good film. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will see it eventually. Yeah, don't don't listen to the critics because no. Well, no, I'm, I I still plan to see yeah. it. Just uh, I may wait for the uh, the rental to come yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of critics who are saying it is the best of the four. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't quite go that far, but it's it's not far off being one of the best. Yeah. But the the crit like I said, the critics who have slaughtered it have just gone in with a closed mind. They haven't given it a chance. Anyway, number one. A, number one is, is number, number one. one. <laughs> The Curse of the Black Pearl, which is brilliant. The best introduction to a character I've seen and in a long yeah, time. Yeah, it, it was like, oh, he's got a big ship. Oh, it's a little boat. Oh, it sank. <laughs> it was uh, just, uh, it was brilliant. And the way they timed it as well. So just as he gets to the docking, just step off yeah. and go in. That I thought that was quite good. It was just fantastically <clears> written and just overall. I mean, I, I think they were a bit worried about doing it actually because. Well, no one had done a Pirates film for quite a while well, at that stage. 30 years or so. Yeah. It's been a very long time. So they were a bit it was, a, it was a dead genre. Yeah. And, and in many ways, it still is. 
Yes, because I mean, no one else has really done a, a pirates-based. I don't think. I think there, I can't think of anything. No, I don't think there is one. I think the last good one was Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, that was in the nineties. That yeah. was like ninety-six. Yeah. And that's because it's the Muppets and Tim Curry as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so then to be fair, yeah. I think if you look at it technically, the whole franchise of Pirates is a bit of a a risk. Do yeah. they make another one and make it shit? Or do they leave it? I really it do hope they just leave it as it is now. Four films is plenty. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably keep milking it until they, people they stop will, going to see it. Milk. As long as it makes money, then they'll, they'll, they'll But be you've got to think, um, I don't know how much Johnny Depp was paid to come back for Forty million. Apparently, for number four, he signed up for it before he'd even seen the script. Oh, okay. Um, and for number five, he's willing to do it, but he doesn't want to do it straight away. He doesn't want to go straight into production on it. So, uh, otherwise, people will get sick of it. I, I think yeah. rightly from from uh, excuse me from that side of it. I think I, I quite like the fact that Johnny Depp's getting a lot of control over it now as well. Well, he's, he's got a bit of saying. I think the execs realise that Johnny Depp pretty much is it's the part franchise. of the character. Yeah. Yeah. If he leaves, so the then franchise the yeah. won't, won't go anywhere. So they need to listen to him in that respect. But at the same time, they'll be pushing him to to make a new another one as quickly as yeah. Can. I mean, hopefully, I mean, if they are going to make more, they'll they'll make possibly get to six and leave it. Because I don't like franchises that don't like end on a even number. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. No. They, well, they did intend to the end it on an even Elm Street films. They were going to end the it on, a, on, a, on an even number. No, they ended on ten. Exactly what I'm saying. Oh, oh, I'm on about ending on even Friday the 13th. Oh, that series is terrible. But that's another day. Yeah. Um, but but number you, one, anyway. Yes, it was fantastic. I loved it. I mean, yeah. I, the first time... Even I was, Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley were bearable. Well, I'll go yeah. that far. No, they were all they, right. They were all right. There's a one-film deal. I can, get, yeah. I can get along with that. For three movies and just carrying on the story because they yeah. can. No, well, they didn't really carry on the story, did they? They just sort of sparked a new one off for the last two. Yeah, but I mean, this. I, one thing I've always hated about when when they do sequels, they they seem intent on following the same batch of characters over a number of films, and you don't have to do that. I mean, you, Jack Sparrow, yeah, maybe uh, Gibbs and a couple of the. That's pirates. what I quite like about number four. Yeah, you, you, the nice people are saying of returning that, characters that, and, and new. Yeah. Uh, it's people are saying that they missed Orlando Bloom <clears throat> and Keira Knightley like no. the films missed it no it, it, it really, really no, didn't no it, it really, really didn't I mean <clears throat> I, 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 I actually rejoiced when I know, found out they were the, in the, it the purpose yeah. of the first film yeah Will yeah. Turner's you know like the the uh, the connection to the curse like the, no he's the there's a word for it protagonist no he's no. it begins with a C the, no the, he's, <laughs> he's the, the plot device for the entire First film, I can't think of the word. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, he is himself. The what, like the? Um, well, they need his blood, don't they, to lift the curse? Oh, so he's the. Oh, uh, it's there, isn't it? Oh, the MacGuffin. Yes, that's that one. Though he's the MacGuffin. There you go. <laughs> he's the J.J. Abrams yeah. MacGuffin. Yeah, he is the, the white rabbit. Film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know, in that sense, it works. Um, and, uh, and Kira Knightley's there because because she, she can be, yeah. yeah. And there's a love interest, yeah. Yeah, I find it funny though they get like two reasonably wooden actors to play off against each other and have a relationship. Who will win? <laughs> it's like I can outwood you. <laughs> I bet you Orlando Bloom would win that. Yeah, yeah in when more I, ways than one. When I saw Kingdom of Heaven, I think his horse out acted him, and that <laughs> says a lot. 
He was all right in Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lord of the Rings, he was yeah. good. Yeah, but Pirates, there, no, no, not so much. No. Which is probably why he's sort of faded into obscurity since the yeah. Pirates trilogy finished. Although he is coming back in uh, the Three Musketeers, the Paul W. S. Anderson version of Three oh. Musketeers. But yeah. apparently, it doesn't look too bad. But we'll have a look at. It. I think there's a trailer, so we can have a look after this and see what we think. Wow, this this, this is the thing. Paul W. S. Anderson films don't look too bad until you actually watch Paul them. Paul W. S. Anderson, <laughs> three out of five. Yeah, constantly. And that, that is the best score he'll ever get, I think. Empire, I think his Resident Evil franchise will only ever get to two. Yeah. Because that's all they've ever gotten so yeah. far. They've never gone above two. But, uh, I mean... As mindless fun, I think they're okay. Oh, God, yeah, they're just guilty pleasures, as yeah. I've said in a, in a previous podcast. I don't think we've actually talked about Pirates 1 no. at all. Anyway. We, yeah, well, let's just go... We've gone so much in depth about the third one, and we, we, the, the first one, the best one, and we barely talked about it. But, yeah, it, it was just... So you got the curse... Um, curse of the Black Pearl. I mean, it, it, what got me about it was that they wrote it as a standalone film as well, and the only reason it had a subtitle was because they hoped it would sell well. No, it was Disney to... that said it. Because we're saying that they're hoping yeah, it would sell I mean, well enough. Jerry Brockheim was happy to just have a standalone, I think. Yeah. And then he was just going to call it Pirates of the Caribbean. And then Disney went, ah, but if this does well, we want more out of it. Because if it does really well, we might get a franchise out of it. So they gave it the subtitle. And yeah. I mean, the, alas, base, the basic plot is. goes um, Captain Jack joins forces with Will Turner, uh, who is a blacksmith. Yes. Um, and they're searching for Elizabeth Swan, who is uh, the uh, the daughter of the governor and the, the love of Will's life. Marvelous. Kidnapped. Uh, she's been kidnapped by Captain Barbosa, who um, is cursed as well as his crew. And uh, basically, that's the plot. And they've got to go to um, the Il Il Duem Il de Water. Yeah, Il Island of the Dead. Yeah, Isle of the Dead. Which, which actually looks like a skull when it yeah. pans out. It's like, oh, a typical pirate family. Uh, so they've got to go and rescue her and they go to the Island of the Dead and it's much more than just a kidnapping and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that is pretty much it. And one thing I will say as well, Jeffrey Rush makes a damn good pirate villain. I think as... Jeffrey Rush is a really good actor generally. Oh, I mean, he's, he's fucking brilliant. He, uh, he played Peter Sellers in um, a biopic oh, of, did of Peter the life Sellers. and death of Peter Sellers. Yeah, I think it was cool. Yeah, oh, and he was Peter Sellers. Bloody hell! It so, wasn't Michael Sheen who plays real life people. <laughs> Michael Sheen is real people. He's. I think so far he's played Kenneth Williams, uh, that football manager chap, Tony Blair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was uh, Sir David Frost. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's played. Lots. Oh God! Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. And he's also played Jesus. Is he? Yeah, over Easter in Port Talbot, he um, oh, did, he did, uh, yeah, he did, he did a real-life real crucifixion. Well, I say real-life, oh, but he was, for, for the sake of his art, he was crucified. Oh, my God. Uh, not, re not really, but he was put upon a cross. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> there you go. Why not? But what I do like about Pirates 1, because, again... We've digressed again. Yeah, yeah, we've gone to my machine. Um, is the... Dialogue is quite good. It's snappy. The comedy bits work mm, in yeah. context. Uh, uh, the the character of Captain Jack isn't tiresome. No. Well, to be honest, he's not tiresome now. But like, no. People didn't have any criticisms. No. He was a breath of fresh air at the time. Yeah. It was like this is two thousand and three. This is post nine eleven. Yeah. What? Where? Where has this pirate idea come from? This is fucking genius. It's based, it's based on a Disney ride. How yeah. can this work? Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people were really sceptical about it. Not only because, A, it was a pirate's film in the 21st century, which had never been done before. B, it was a Disney slash... Actually, no. 
don't know, I'll come to that in a bit. Jerry Bruckheimer film. And it was based on a Disney park ride, which people were like, well, this is going to be terrible. And then it actually came out. And, the and I think a lot of that effect. is to do with Johnny Depp. Yeah, he, I think he made that. If he wasn't in it, I think that film might not. It would have been good, but it wouldn't have been... It would have been good, but it wouldn't good. have been quite right. No, it wouldn't have been quite there. Say what you see. But um, the, the one thing I just remember, Disney didn't put their um, logo at the beginning. This is why there's no Walt Disney Presents or whatever. Not even the, the, the castle was at the beginning. Um, because they thought, because it was a 12, and I think it's one of the first, I think it is actually the first 12A rated Disney film, I think. I think so, And yeah. um, because it was such a risk, and because of the high age rating, they didn't want to put their name at the beginning, because they thought it might have put people off going, oh, it's a Disney film, it's going to be kiddie then. Well, where's his 12A come from? So they left their name off it, and alas, people went to see it, presuming it was going to be quite a, a family-friendly film, and there it was. Yeah. And that's why in subsequent sequels, they've gone, well, obviously we can do it now, and they've chucked it on the beginning, which a little bit of trivia for you, Dead Man's Chest was the first one to use the new CGI logo, yeah. ever the first Disney film to use it, which is an ironic surprise, they didn't use it at all in the first one. <laughs> But um, I, mean, I like the fact they actually built the ships as well. Yeah. They actually... They it gives it a sense of um, realism. realism. Yeah, I mean, they could have easily just CGI'd them or made miniatures, but they actually built these... Like, I think they were hollow on the yeah. inside and put actual barges inside them. And I like the fact you can't see the trail from the barges either. It just, they've hidden it so well and done it so pristine that it just looks... You it looks sit, good. You sit there thinking, that's a pirate ship. That's it. That that is being driven very nice by the wind. Film, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that. Uh, oh no! I never quite understand how Ooh. how the sails uh, on the pearl worked because there are holes in them. But there yeah, you go. It was, it was well, a I cursed. Think it, I think because it's the physics it doesn't matter if there's a hole in your thing as long as there's a large enough surface area for the wind so, to catch. Yeah, yeah this is true. I as long as the whole the number of holes don't. Oh. Outnumber, yeah. The, the surface yeah. area missing. This is true, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. even if you had like 49% holes with 51% surface area, you'd still get movement. You'd still get a bit of movement, wouldn't yeah. be much. But even at 50 50, I seem to still be able to. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, unless it's like serious rapage, yeah. you're, saying, <laughs> you're going to be okay to move somewhere. Yeah. Not very quickly, but you'll move. In a high breeze, you'd certainly uh, get some movement. Yeah. Yes. Although there's still... That, that, that goes back to my little point earlier of realism as well yeah. in a pirate ship. Although I do quite like the idea of it moves even with holes in the sails because it's a yeah. cursed pirate ship. But there we go. Well, that completely contradicts my argument from earlier, but I don't yeah. give a shit. Well, it we're was, used to that. I think yeah. there's, a, there's a madman outside. I think uh, so. Possibly. Insanely at himself. Yeah. Welcome to it the wonderful Winyates. world of Winyates. <laughs> yeah. I went to the chippy the other day, and the the motley crew of people in there. Oh, surprised! Good God, I love the I love the, the dregs of society. Yeah, I know, terrible. But uh, but when I got to the front, they had just put in some fresh fish. Oh, nice. splendid! Bruff, bruff. <laughs> so I got home and it just crumbled, oh. making myself hungry thinking about it. Moving yeah. on. Uh, yeah, but it was. Um, I like the fact they had <laughs> the the tortuga bit in it as well. It was quite good. Yeah. Where the, the slapping, which was quite funny. I don't think I deserve that. No, I deserve that. <laughs> it was just, it was as Rich said earlier, it was very, very, very well written. It's, it's, it's a concise film built to accommodate a, a, a story. Two, a two and a half You've hour got a beginning, part. a middle, and an end. Yeah. 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 Whereas, and that's, that's what. Um, and that's where. Like. Yeah. You've got that condensed 
And yeah. there's an overarching story, but it fits into a two and a half hour film, and they, which is fine. If they'd yeah. have done something like that with two and three, I'd have been happy with that. Yeah, what I was saying to Ant is possibly yeah have like an, an overarching story over, over the two, three films, over the, two or over, three films, over the two films for yeah. World's End and Dead Man's Chest. But you have it like the the individual films sit together. Yeah. So you don't have to necessarily have seen one to get the other. That would have made sense because there's a lot going into number three for people to have seen the pre at least the previous film. Yeah. Yeah. And possibly even number one, which from a which sales is, perspective doesn't work. No. Right. This is what I liked about it. this is sort of similar to uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. I was just going to say Back to yeah. the Future. You, you didn't. Watch, you didn't have to see one and two yeah. to get number three. No. Similarly, you didn't have to watch number two to get number three. And number one as well. Yeah. A lot of number one was incorporated into number two. Yeah. So if you if you plan ahead and you actually tell tell a story with main, I mean it's, it's the same as if you're writing like um, a TV series. If you've got yeah. like an ongoing story arc, you've got elements that contribute to the ongoing story arc, but it's not the focus of every single uh, episode along yeah. the way, is it? It's right. you know the the stuff that moves the, the plot along, but at the mm. same time you can have you know contained um, episodes. I mean, it's like the new series of Doctor Who. There's Every single series so far has had some form of story arc. I think the cleverest one I've seen was the in the technically the first series when they brought it back was the, the Bad Wolf yeah. references. That was just you didn't notice it until the last episode when it was all explained and you went, "Oh yeah, oh shit, yeah, it was everywhere." Fuck it, I didn't notice that. But if if they'd have done that with with this franchise, it it would have been brilliant. But hey ho, it was like two when he had a beginning and a middle. It didn't feel like it actually had no. an end. I and think number three, end was, number three was just an end. A long, drawn out two and yeah, a half hour ending. Yeah, it was just—it yeah. just, it just seemed like an extended addition to Dead Man's Chest. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Uh, and and Keith Richards is in number four as well. Just remembers. Yeah. Rather pointless. I've seen him in the trailer, but yeah, if yeah. they can get him in while he's still around, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. They'll probably have him in number five as well. But, yeah, but yeah, number so, one was. Overall, it is the definite article. It's the definitive. The, the, yes, the yeah. one, yeah. It As is. is often the case. Yeah. It Unless was it's a TV best. series, in which case season three onwards is usually the point where yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. soundtracks. Oh, so yeah. We've been going on for nearly an hour now, so it might yeah. as well be Well, the, the Resident Evil one was an hour, and, an hour and a half, and we've, we we got through four films in that time. This is true, this one. And the, same... just under an hour, and we've got through four films. This is true, but... Yeah, we want to try and keep all of our podcasts to about the same length. Yeah, we can, so we'll try an hour and ten probably. So yeah. I'll give you fifteen minutes. I'll just cut you off mid sentence. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Soundtracks uh, talk. Number four. This is going to be so ironic in comparison to the order yeah. we just put the so, films in. So we've just sort of ordered our, the films in, in yeah. terms of preference. Now uh, we're going to do the soundtracks. To yes, films. I meant to mention this at the beginning, but me being a bit shit at the beginning and catching myself unawares and being very excited of starting one. Yeah. I, uh, Bearing in mind that I've not listened to the soundtracks, I don't know about you, Rich. If you, I have no interest in film soundtracks. I'm afraid. So uh, apart from the bits you've probably just heard, then uh, so Ant, talk away. Uh, The the, the soundtrack clips we'll throw in after the each film as we go along. But yeah, uh, yeah, ironically, the order we just put the films in. Number four, the worst one is Curse of the Black Pearl. (laughs) In comparison, because it's done by. What's his face? uh, Klaus Medel. I've never heard of him before. He did Equilibrium and TMNT. Those are the only. He also did the okay, remake yeah. of the Time Machine as well. I think. Well, I've only seen one of those films. He's only done a handful of scores. Yeah. In and TMNT, 
wasn't really. Um, it was. It was alright. It fit the mood of the film, but it yeah. wasn't uh, a brilliant soundtrack by any stretch. But no, on its own, it works very well. Yeah. But uh, again, yeah, he. Uh, I think the, the story, the reason why this score is so all well, it's not awful, but it's compared to the other three, it's not yeah. very good. Is, I mean, um, it works in the in the con- context of the film. It does. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like the Lost Boys soundtrack. The Lost Boys soundtrack is awful on its own, but if you watch it in the film, it it's all really gels. good. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think you I don't. can't stand the Lost Boy soundtrack. If, if anyone ever played that to him, I would <laughs> garrot them, and hang, draw, and quarter them, and then probably um, kill them, defile the uh, their dead body. Oh dear. Anyone own it? <laughs> um, I want to see this. Um, yes, but it was the, not literally. But no, that's okay. what been running through my yeah. head. You bastards! Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get you. Uh, Why do you sleep? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the reason this one was. Not very good was because um, originally they had Alan Silvestri on to score it. Yes. Of uh, Back to the Future fame, and uh, and then they, when they realised he'd just given them a copy of the Back to the Future score, they got yeah they went oh dude bog off. <laughs> but uh, I've heard what what clued them in was the fact that uh, the Power of Love was on the <laughs> CD. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put this in a pirate film. This is the power of uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you've got Bill Turner and you've got Elizabeth Swan. I mean, yeah, what, it, it works. <laughs> but um, Captain Jack as well. He's got the power of love. For yeah, the Black Pearl. It, there it is. But uh, it was. Um, but I, I don't get the, this reference to back in time. No, I, I, that doesn't really work. For yeah, me. it's fine. Just ignore it. <laughs> and what's this all, all this stuff about? Eighty-eight miles an hour. It doesn't really uh, apply to a pirate ship. It's fine. Yeah, it can. Black Pearl goes up the fucking clap as well. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, they had him on to begin with, and I think he'd scored most of it. And then uh, I've heard two reasons why he was got rid of. One, I think it's pretty much the same. That the first time it was just creative differences. Then I find I think they elaborated on it and said it was because his score sounded too piratey. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, which which is quite funny given that we're sort of in the middle of writing a musical. About, about pirates. pirates, and we are making it as piratey as we can. Yeah, exactly. Weird. I mean, how, how can you be too piratey? I don't know. I mean, it's like you you know, themes for pirates. A pirate too characters. much accordion. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I mean, that was all he used. I'd be interested. Just to an accordion. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> accordions are ace. Accordion for the world. <laughs> it's like I'd be interested. Where's that from? Uh, that sounded like uh, Oliver. No. No, 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 it's not that. No, it might be oh, the theme I did for Formidable. No, oh. I don't tell. It's, it's from an actual film. Your film sounds completely. Your soundtrack sounds completely different. That's all right. Then. <laughs> you had me shitting oh, myself. No, I've anyway. heard it in in something, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd, I'd be interested to hear. Why is it bad? What what he scored in comparison to what actually what we actually got? Yeah, what themes yeah. came up, but um. So in the end, when they got rid of him, uh, Gore Verbinski turned around and said, okay, I've worked with Hans Zimmer before, when they did The Ring. Uh, they got in touch with him. He was already doing The Last Samurai and said, he, for some unforeseeable reason, he promised he wouldn't do anything else while he was doing that. Yeah. He then referred them to Klaus Bedelt, um, and they said, yeah, okay, fine. They then realised they only had three weeks to write, record... And release the entire soundtrack. That yeah. includes like doing the cover art, naming the tracks, you name it. So they got like seven additional composers to come in. One of whom was uh, Steve Jablonski, apparently. Ah, and Transformers. Uh, yes. Thing. And then eventually, when they realised they were struggling to get a main theme, Hans Zimmer just went, "Oh fuck it," and he came along and wrote the main theme. Yeah. That everyone knows. Or he's a pirate, as it's known apparently. 
and um, and they used I think they used like a ridiculously small orchestra. I mean, they recorded it. It was that small for some reason. They had to. They had four days to record it. Yeah. And they recorded it in four different studios as well because they couldn't book enough studio time for <laughs> it or something like that. And um, so it probably suffered from the fact that it was done in quite a hurry. Yeah. Well, I mean, that all the percussion on it is all synth. There yeah. is no real percussion in because they didn't have time to like obviously put a massive orchestra together and rehearse it properly. They just essentially, I think they just threw the the score at them and said, "You've got like two hours to learn that, and yeah. then off you go." And um, I think there's one bit as well where the gain is turned up so ridiculously high and the track just distorts. Yeah. I thought it was my speakers, but then I actually read it on, on the internet that it happens on everyone's soundtrack. Uh, it was just so they obviously didn't have time to go, shit, go back and record that. They just, had to, is, yeah. Yeah, they just sort of had to make do with what they had and go with it. People. I mean, they were they named the tracks before they were even finished writing yeah. them because they had to give the people who were printing the covers something to put on the covers because they didn't have anything at the time. Mm. So they just absolutely rushed it, put it together so quickly. And I think there's only two tracks that actually correspond with the track titles. Yeah. And that's the first two. <laughs> and then I mean like I said, I mean the best track on it is He's a Pirate. But in comparison to the incarnations on the other three soundtracks, which have full blown orchestras, yeah. It just sounds shit it just sounds really weak in comparison yeah. to them. I mean they had a, a, a choir as well but it was only a male voice choir they, they just had they put about five males in a room went sing that <laughs> there you go sing job done sing sing for me but uh, yes so that is why unfortunately it's just unpleasant to listen to in places but okay Soundtrack number three. Number three is uh, very much the same as the films. Dead Man's Chest. Okay. Which uh, seemed an awful lot like... Um, it was just mostly themes, I think. There wasn't actually any sense of, oh, that's from that bit in the film, that's from this bit in the film. It was more like... I mean, the first three tracks, it says it all when they're called Jack Sparrow, The Kraken, Davy Jones. There was The first three were just themes you'd obviously written and gone, there we are, and released them. Yeah, but I'll give them that they were very good things. Uh, that's the difference. I mean, you got elements of um, in Jack Sparrow. You got elements like he used just in general for um, uh, for for the first one. Yeah, uh, and then he just sort of like this very drunken thing. Like they use mainly the cellos, and then just blows up into this full blown orchestral mm. piece at the end. The Kraken, which is. To be honest, it doesn't sound very piratey at all because it has electric guitars in it <laughs> and a lot of electronics, which seems a little odd, but yeah. it is. In my it is what it is. It is, in my opinion, the best track on the soundtrack. Um, and then it's sort of after that it goes off, and one actually goes into pieces from the film. Then, but uh, I think one of the better ones from that is um, uh, what was it called? I think it's not Hello Beastie. Right. Which wasn't really. I think you've mentioned that one before. Yeah, that, yeah. it wasn't a, a massively long. It wasn't a, a massive like 
uh, action piece. It was I think it was the end when he takes on the Kraken at the very end. Yeah. It's very sorrowful for most of it. It is, of course, ten minutes long, but oh well, never Bad. mind. What you gonna do? Yeah, but it, it was very well written, and a part of it, I think it's about two minutes worth of it, is taken from his score for King Arthur, note for note, which is <laughs> a little bit worrying, because I was listening to it in my car and went, oh, it's, it's shuffled onto... D- oh, oh, dear. Naughty, <laughs> naughty. But there again, apparently he was scoring most of it before the film was done, which right. is, probably explains that's, why. That's a bad way of doing it. Yeah, that's um, found out. I mean, his, um, a lot of the music... Uh, I think there's bits of it that aren't even in the film, to yeah. be honest. I mean, the bit at the very beginning when the, the troops are storming the beach and they uh, go and seize Elizabeth, that isn't on there. And that's ah. a very good piece of music and it's not there for some reason. So it must have just been he went, oh, I'll just pick the best bits instead of releasing everything, yeah. which was a bit of a shitter. But, um, no, it, it is one of the best. I mean, just a shame he used bits of electronics in places where it didn't really fit. I but, see. There you go. is on Stranger Tides which uh, is a bit weird because he, he introduced this new theme into it which uh, you hear more or less in Mermaids but it's used an awful lot throughout the whole film yeah. to be honest but again I was annoyed he didn't release the whole thing again it, he, he released segments of it and they, were, they had um, oh god what are they called they're a guitar duo Spanning Rodrigo Y. Rodrigo y Gabriela. That's the fucker. They they were on there quite a lot as right. well. They they um contributed to the, the fact that the Y is Spanish for and. Oh, is it? Yes. Ah, right. That uh, they uh, contributed. I mean, it helped the fact that that's they, your contribution for this pot. Uh, that, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's about it. That yeah. that's his bit. Yeah, but uh, it, it was you know it, it worked well because like, obviously Penelope Cruz is Spanish. So he introduced, he had her theme on there, yep. which sounds a bit like a, a Spanish dance piece. Um, <clears throat> but then there was, it was really weird because the first track is actually when he's in London, but that's not till a little way into the films, at least a good 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes. The thing with before. soundtracks, as I've found, is they're not always in chronological order. With the no, film. which annoys me because, I mean, it's like when I, for anyone who's listened to it, Probably not a lot. The Trent soundtrack, I made sure... Available I... now at randomstow.com. Yes, please do download it. <laughs> Other soundtracks are available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or... Not not on randomstow.com. No, they will be. They, they will, will be, be eventually. But, I mean, I like to put them in order. I like it when soundtracks put the cues yeah, in, in order, order because you get yeah. a sense of hearing the film again. Then. Yeah. But, yeah, I, just, I mean, another thing about this soundtrack as well is that instead of... Not just reusing themes so much, but reusing segments of music that you'd think were just in an action piece. Yeah. And it, I mean, there's a bit where um, you'll hear it on the next, when, when I've finished discussing At World's End, but he used the death of um, Cutler Beckett 
in this film towards the end of Mermaids, and it sort of it sort of went from this really brilliant original piece, and then suddenly just felt like he just looping something from a previous film. Oh, not even that. I just felt like he sort of edited it in really awkwardly, and right. it was like I mean, I read that in a review for the soundtrack that I mean, they hated it. Yeah, the soundtrack. <clears throat> It was nowhere near as bad as the first one, but it was like it did sort of reuse old music and just felt like it sort of got the sound file up for stuff off like Dead Man's Chester at World's End and just yeah. copied bits and spliced them in around his original pieces, which is a little bit lazy to be honest. And a lot of the um, the guitar pieces weren't actually in the film; they were just there as more uh, remixes, right? To other pieces and. He did also, there is a lot of remixes on there towards the end, but I got rid of them. I thought, I'm not going to tarnish my ears by listening no. to them, because apparently they are god-awful. But I mean, there's Blackbeard. Are they bonus tracks? Are they actually no, they were actually on there as well, uh, which is like, why have you put them on there when they're obviously pieces you've missed from the film? Yeah. Why couldn't you just put them on instead? No, I don't know. But I mean, there's like Blackbeard's theme is uh, quite good. I mean, notice you can't write short themes either. No. They're usually about... In between three to five minutes long, or in the case of the Kraken and Jack Sparrow, six minutes long, yeah. nearly seven. But um, no, it was really good. I mean, I didn't like the fact though that he put the track that's at the beginning of the film as the penultimate track. I right. didn't quite understand why he did that, but ah. and it has one of the best in what nearly one of the best incarnations of uh, the Pirates theme as well in the end credits. So overall, it, it it's. Good soundtrack with its flaws. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. But there yeah. you go. What are you going to say? Number one. Number one is, uh, again, complete contrast to the order we put the films in at World's End. Because yeah. whereas the film very, was... Very odd. Yeah. Very odd. Whereas the film was not very good, the score was a vast improvement on mm. it. I mean, it was... Um, you can tell with this one, you couldn't tell so much with Dead Man's Chest, apart from the fact that the themes were sort of randomly spliced in here and there. Yeah. But you could tell more or less with this one that he'd written it before the film was done. And he was more composing from the script and images they'd given him and scenarios and things like that. Because, I mean, uh, there's bits like, uh, I don't think now is the best time, which is essentially the Maelstrom battle. The bit, the first few minutes of the soundtrack, and it's the first three to four minutes, because it's a pretty long piece, I think it's about ten minutes long, uh, which you will hear a bit uh, of. A, a bit of, yes. Um, and it's just... That the first five ten minutes of it is after the Maelstrom battle in the film, right? And then it goes into the bit where so it's basically actually... like an extended track with bits that are taken from various parts of the yeah. film, or used in various parts of the film rather than yeah. In I mean, particular order. it just I mean it's good. I mean that's why it's it's the best of all three. I mean I didn't particularly like Multiple Jacks because that was just electronics where they really didn't fit <laughs> the whole thing was just one massive synth bit and then some percussion thrown in at the end it yeah. just felt sounded really out of place um but he did use a lot more accordion on this one whereas he didn't use any pirated music yeah it sounded <laughs> a lot more more piratey in places but 
and may have realised their mistake after film number one. Yeah, but I mean, there's things too piratey. Not piratey enough. No, give, give me more. But, more I mean, accordion. It annoys me because some reviewers criticise the pirates ones for saying there's no woodwind on there. Blatantly, yeah. you can. There is a. I think it's uh, up is down. As a there is there is a woodwind very predominantly playing on top of everything else. Yeah. Like, oh, don't be so picky just because you don't like Hans Zimmer. But um, it it worked really ridiculously well for what it was needed for. I mean, the arrangements are brilliant. I mean, there's, there's uh, I think it's at wit's end as a, a very dramatic... Because, I mean, in, in the first, in Dead Man's Chest, it was more or less just an organ his theme relied on. Yeah. Uh, which he does a little bit in this one, and he's added little bits over the top of it, and then it just suddenly explodes into this really dramatic, emotional piece with French horns playing it yeah. instead, very predominantly, and a bit of choir underneath it. It just works brilliantly, which is why I like Hans Zimmer is that he can do emotional very well, very, very, very. If you have a scene that needs slow motion, massive music, slow motion emotion. Yeah, he is your man. Yeah. <laughs> he does it very well. And it's just generally, I mean, some of the best arrangements I've heard of his music, and it is one of the best arrangements of He's a Pirate yeah. I've heard as well. The percussion just complements it perfectly. But uh, one thing I forgot to mention with Dead Man's Chest, why yeah. Hans Zimmer took over instead of Klaus Bedelt. I think Klaus was on to do the next two, but he had a massive fallout with Hans Zimmer, and they sacked him. They right. said, well, we'll keep Hans Zimmer then. They gave, I think they gave him the choice of either you have him or me. And they chose Hans Zimmer over him to go on fuck off then because he's only done like a handful of films. Yeah. So. Whereas Hans Zimmer has a... Quite a repertoire. Yes. I mean, when you've got films like The Lion King under your belt and things like that, then uh, and Gladiator, which was won a lot of Oscars, then yeah. I think you're probably going to go you for go it. with the Oscar winner. Yeah. But overall, Every time. Yeah. But it is the best one. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It, if I had to pick, like I said, it would be this one. Overall, yeah. and just... Multiple Jacks, unfortunately, drags it into the ground a bit because it just it was just a bit naff. But yeah. I mean, he had a new love theme introduced into it as well, which he didn't have in the, any of the other films. There was no sort of love theme in there, but he wrote one specially for this film right. when he realised he hadn't done one yet. <laughs> and uh, it works really well. I mean, it's in there over the action pieces as well, which is really weird, but it fits either way as an emotional piece or a very bombastic huge piece that works rather well with a lots of choir and whatever underneath it so ah. here's to you sir they are overall they're uh, they're good apart from there some some have more flaws than others but uh, yes but some less than others yes as well. and as we probably just heard that was he's a pirate the kraken I'm trying to remember which order I put them in now mermaids and then uh, I don't think now is the best time Okay, that wraps everything up. Yes, I'll let you finish because yeah. after my yeah, shitty after beginning intro, I'll, the <laughs> I'll let you do the outro. I, I, I'm old hat at this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. If you have been, you can get in touch with us if you have any uh, questions, queries, or comments. Bloody hell. Nice alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> 
to yeah. send us an email. Yeah, send us an email to info at randomstoke.com or you can uh, Piss off. get <laughs> find uh, the Random Stoke Facebook page. Uh, which I think is facebook.com.com forward slash random stoked. How many dot coms? Facebook.com.com forward slash. Yeah, I had a bit of a, <laughs> had a, bit of a vocal faux pas there. <laughs> uh, and you can also find me on Twitter. Uh, you can either go through random stoked, which is the username, or huge greenberger. You can find up me and Rich on Facebook as well, any single single ladies out there. I've tried that angle before, mate, it hasn't worked. Did you? Oh, <laughs> With shit. MSN or Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> they I've got are MSN available. as well, if that's your personal preference. They are available. So, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll Other be back. Are available. We'll be back probably next week with another new episode. Uh, if not, they'll be in the next couple of weeks at the very most. There won't be quite a, a huge gap as there has been between our previous one and this one. But uh, we'll be back very shortly with uh, some new uh, movie Shit. review shenanigans. Mm. So, thank you for listening if you have been, and we will see you next time. Goodbye for now. <laughs>